You're about to listen to episode 70 of Women Who Kill. You know, I guess before I go into my normal intro, I should just say welcome back. Welcome back to us, I guess. Uh, It's been a minute. Uh, I appreciate everyone who who wrote in asking what happened, when we're going to get a new episode. Here it is. So you did it. I hope you're proud of yourselves. You should be. Episode 70. If you like the show, don't forget to stop by Apple Podcasts, uh, formerly known as iTunes. Leave a rating. Leave a review. It helps new people find the show. The more new people find the show, the longer I can keep doing this. Because, you know, the more people find the show, the more people write to uh, to yell at me when I drop the ball. Because I do like doing this for you guys, but sometimes life happens. Anyway, if you don't like the show, leave a review as well. Because uh, negative reviews really make me feel special. You know, it gives me something to do. Look you up. I see what other shows you've reviewed. I use that to judge you as a human. Uh, sometimes I'll take screenshots. I'll make fun of it on Twitter. So, yeah, it's, uh, it keeps me busy. So negative, positive, I don't care. Get those reviews in there. Our guest today, very funny comedian. Uh, we'll just get right into it. Arlo Warehouser. Hiya. I hey. love your, I love your poll for negative reviews. It's so shady. <laughs> 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 absolutely spectacular yeah it's it's fun no get you in here out. just engagement yeah find out so much about these uh the jerks exactly people who are like one star i don't like your voice then <laughs> don't listen <laughs> it is a very it's a special type of person that goes no i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it <laughs> i'm gonna get in there and make it hurt i'm gonna try to hurt a feeling today <laughs> Ooh. Too much chit chat. Like, what did you think this was? Are you familiar with the concept of of audio entertainment? It's a uh, it's mostly chit chat. That's nope. I like it one way, and I <laughs> apply that formula to all of my taste going forward. And you didn't comply to it. It's an invisible standard, but me. <laughs> oh, they matter. <laughs> they they're important. So uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, or this story is, is something else. Kelly Cochran. Mm-hmm. Cochran. By the way, Kelly's uh, maiden name is uh, is Gaboyan. 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 What a fun. Which, how fun is that to say? <laughs> well, the interesting thing is um, that's an Armenian name. Oh. And I wonder if her parents know that they're probably Armenian. Maybe they hid it from her. It's mm, maybe. I don't know. I there's not a lot about her early childhood except for an interview with her mother, who doesn't like her or trust her. Right. I mean, which I mean, you know, not. It's just good call, mom. You could say, oh, why would she? She's a murderer, but. You know how many serial killers their their parents are still writing for them, like believing that they're that they're innocent. You know, like fully, decades later after fully. all the evidence. So yeah, and maybe I don't know if it's worse or better. The parents of serial killers who were like, "No, I know that they did it." Oh yeah, that's, but that's my baby. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. that's something. I I guess that's that's nice. You know, to know that they're gonna support their kid, no matter what. <laughs> it's a real unconditional. Uh, really <laughs> understood the assignment. Really, really. 
Extra Sometimes credit. you wonder though, like, are, are were these same parents like if if Kelly or uh, not Kelly because her her mom hates her? Uh, another killer was like, um, oh, I'm I'm gay. They'd be like, hey, now, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we could deal with you being a serial killer, but yeah. <laughs> but all this... this is this is too. I don't know if Grandma could handle that. How are to... we gonna explain it to the kids? <laughs> I mean, you killed four of them, but the rest of them. <laughs> How's that for chit chat? <laughs> huh? This is an chit chat haters on a podcast. Just anticipating negative reviews. <laughs> Did you like that part? <laughs> it's just confrontational. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Uh, so, so. uh Kelly grew up in Indiana, and uh, I don't really know where, which is a, uh, which is interesting. Yeah, I was trying to like great look up if they mention it, and I do think so. The, okay, so Kelly Cochran killed a bunch of people. They made a documentary about it, and I, I'll be referencing this through the rest of this podcast because uh -huh. it's one of the straight, like the weirdest documentaries that I've seen, and by weird, I mean bad. Um, <laughs> it is kind of a mess, but it's called Dead North. It's on... Uh, is it on ID? Discovery, yes. Okay, yeah. ID or ID Discovery, I think that's like their little um, parent-child, you know, whatever. Oh, no, it's on both. It's on ID and Discovery. Anyway, so this documentary is split into four parts, and, like, I'm... You know, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> uh -huh. I'm going to come up here. It's four parts. The first 1.5 parts is the most boring, long-winded. They spend the exact amount of time on the actual, like, victims and, and accomplices as they do on, well, we thought it was this guy, so we interviewed him, and, that's, and this is how the interview went, and these are the things that we asked him, and then he did it, and then he did it. But he didn't do it. So then we looked up, like, <laughs> what the uh, fuck? <laughs> like, so they're just they're just shooting the shit with the mailman for no reason. Yes, and before they figured out it was Kelly, and they're like, "Well, we interviewed this guy." Maybe this is one of them. And it just goes on and on. And then it's like you get to the part where, okay, so there's some real <laughs> treats when it comes to Kelly Cochran, the serial killer, because she may have at one point. Cooked and ate her ex-boyfriend with and threw a barbecue and barbecued him. Kai, she barbecued him. Yeah, <laughs> she barbecued I mean, you him know, and fed him to, to people. Be, I don't. I I think they're playing fast and loose with the term barbecue. Okay, that that's your takeaway. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're talking. That's your criticism. We're talking Indiana. The guy was like, well, uh, I mean, and we'll get to it. But there's yeah. a point where someone said um, they noticed a strange tasting hamburger. I'm like, of course it was a. You're it's you're in Indiana. It's how good. <laughs> the only thing they make there is corn. They, yeah, they probably didn't even have seasoned salt on it. You know, like it was. My point is, they spend the the same amount. Then they just sped through that, like in the stock. <laughs> really sprinted through. Wait, what? <laughs> and no, like, and they don't answer the biggest questions. Like, well, did Kelly was Kelly eating? You know what I mean? D uh -huh. Did you? Did anyone ask? No, none of that is covered <laughs> at all. <laughs> 
They're just like, yep, uh, tasted really weird. Anyway, <laughs> that's really nice. she, she just had like some Boca burgers, a sheet for her, you know, right? Snuck in some veggie patties, and people were like, this might be human. <laughs> <laughs> it's this Christopher. Oh, poor Christopher. <laughs> so I'm assuming that Kelly grew up in Merrillville, Indiana, because I, I, I looked her up on mylife.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a few previous addresses for her. All of them in Merrittville. Well, two of them in Merrittville, one in Caspian, but that's a P.O. box. Who knows what was getting sent there. But, uh, yeah, two different addresses. And one Indiana. review. Did you want to... <laughs> now, my, if you if you're familiar with mylife.com, it's it's uh, kind of like a website where you can do background checks and stuff like that on people. By the way, if you try to look me up, you won't find me because uh, I've had all my information purged from these sites because I'm paranoid about crazy people trying to look me. That's up. smart. Yeah. Now, <laughs> but Kelly's there. And uh, if you scroll down to the bottom, there is a place where people can leave reviews. So on you as a human. Yeah, you can be like, mm, I don't know about this person. And, and Kelly does have one review uh, from Anonymous that was posted November 12, two, uh, 2018. And they said, would not be friends with Kelly Cochran. So. It's just such an earnest <laughs> undersell. You know what I mean? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> really understated. That's what it is. It's subtle. <laughs> understated elegant even this review i like it <laughs> now kelly is uh most known for murdering her lover first uh with her husband and the story gets crazier from there yeah jason cochran who I mean, you look at these two together look at a picture of them and you're like eh, i guess they belong together they're both like kind of shrek looking now, <laughs> they are. They are. I didn't see it until just now. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. That wedding picture. Yeah. The Big story, Shrek Fiona vibes. They met, um, Kelly and Jason met in like early, early life. Uh-huh. They got married right out of high school. They lived next door to each other. That's what, yes, that's right. So weird to marry the person you live next door to growing up. Totally bizarre. Like, I feel like they didn't, they didn't date anyone ever before each other. Yeah, and I don't know how close next door is in Indiana. That could be a whole farm away. And I also don't know how many people they grew up with. So, you know, slim pickings. (laughs) I don't know. Or you could have just aged into your 20s before you picked your spouse. But, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> who am I to judge? Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, not exactly high school sweethearts. Nobody described them that way. It was like, oh, just marry. Like, I think Kelly's mom at one point said that Kelly described him as, yeah, like the boy next door, which I took figuratively and <laughs> did not understand that that was a literal I don't know uh-huh. if they have metaphors in Indiana. Um, <laughs> I really, I was like, I like a boy next door type. Oh no, the literal boy next door. Oh, okay, so all right, a uh, little on the nose. <laughs> um, and they seem to have like a kind of normal-ish, albeit a tad methy relationship. And you're saying methy, not like um, messy with a with lisp. His- <laughs> Just- <laughs> Both. Hi, both. 
very two, messy and messy. Two, two things. Their relation. Their relationship. <laughs> Quit this podcast. <laughs> uh huh. You find out that they have like a very very toxic relationship, and one of the fundamental like pillars or whatever of this relationship is that if they ever cheated on each other in their wedding vows this was like like literally in their their wedding vows what a just put yourself in like a really cheap but good looking suit in a wedding in indiana you know what i mean put yourself Uh, uh in that wedding there was a neon cross at their ceremony Oh hell yeah! That's how. So Jesus can see it. It's high vis. <laughs> <laughs> Reflector tape uh, for Jesus. Um, and hearing these like meth mouthed <laughs> high school sweetheart, whatever, Mary and be like, well, yeah. I mean, if you ever, ch- I love you so much, and this is going to spend the rest of our lives together. We're just going to have such a great time. And if you cheat on me, you have to murder the person <laughs> you cheated with. Yeah, both of us. Okay. We have to. I if do. We ever cheat on each other? Yeah, the other person has, or like, yeah, we we have to help. You, we have to help the other person murder the person who. Which I mean, I guess that's that's an impressive level of of commitment. For that's for so vows. Gross. <laughs> so gross. Jeez. Do you think I, maybe they did it because they were like, this will guarantee. That neither of us cheats. No, I think. Or they like that really it had already to kill come up a bunch. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think Kelly is an absolute um, like psychopath, like medically. You know. Oh, I'm, absolutely. Like, comp- like utter sociopath, no empathy, nothing. I think she had been cheating on him the entire relationship since you know they met. Mm-hmm. And that it was such a big deal for Jason. That's why he was trying to really nail her down. You know, uh, really no, put no a ring pun on intended. it. Right. Uh, <laughs> Gross. <laughs> now Jason wasn't wasn't doing a, a much nailing. Well, here's the thing. Uh, after they got married, they started a business uh, cleaning pools, which is uh, doesn't seem like there'd be a ton of. But what do we know? I don't know. <laughs> pool industry in Indiana? I don't know. So they they have eight customers. Uh. <laughs> and is it that point that just he gets into an accident? Yeah, he had a he had a a little a back injury that I guess would flare up quite often that kept him from being able to work. Now his dad later oh. said that that uh, he or Kelly's dad I believe said that he wasn't sure that he believed that Jason's injury was as debilitating as he said it was because he would see him lifting heavy shit uh, here and there. Interesting. <laughs> but I according to it Jason, was... it left him unable to work, so Kelly was the only one who was working and paying bills and also unable to have sex. That's, okay, that's the clincher. Because I think he sucked his dick off in that pool. <laughs> and it, his back wasn't an issue, but then he had to say... Oh, uh, yeah, I, I can't, you know what I mean? My, it's my it's my back. No, it's not. I think you used a pool. You, you think he vacuum. got ripped off into the filter? I think you, I absolutely, yes, 100%. I think he sucked mm. his dick off, all the way off. Or like, ma- you know. That's a good theory, actually. Mangled it. Mm-hmm. Because the sex thing comes up so much. It's like the, 
not being able to work was kind of a second, you know, it's it's not as heavily emphasized because I think it is um, a tool that Kelly then uses for the rest of his life to emasculate him and to stay in control of this relationship. Oh, true. So, yeah. so that she, so that she can continue to go and fuck around and, and see whoever she wants to see and have these like sexual relationships with these men. She uses it, you know, in that as a tool. Mm-hmm. Also, is the only one then that's uh, bringing in any money. So Jason is right. just like simped up. <laughs> like he <can't>, yeah. <laughs> he's just stuck, um, and he's unhappy about it. Well, 2013, they decided to move from Indiana to Michigan, and this is where the action happens. Yeah. Now, the reason they used for the move was that um, Jason needed uh, legal weed for his back pain. Oh, I didn't. I missed that. Yeah, because Michigan, he was able to get a a medical card. Yeah. But in 2013, Michigan wasn't. Okay. This is the move is suspicious as well. It's announced very, very suddenly. Her mom says that it just like drop of a hat and they move in the dead of winter to the upper peninsula, which is. Arctic tundra well into like it's way past where you think Canada starts. You know what I mean? Like it is up there. Okay. And it's brutal, brutal weather in the winter. Um, And they move to kind of a rural place. So so going backwards, there's theories about how long Kelly had been killing and Theories around her butterfly tattoos aligning with her murder victims is kind of the <laughs> backbone of this. Like, when, oh, really? But they be- absolutely believe that she has they... so many terrible tattoos. Not, oh, they're all butterflies. They're so ugly. Oh, yeah. They're all butterflies. And then her whole house is decorated with butterflies. Like, it's real sick. Real sick. Um, <laughs> That's the, the sick part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, if you watch that documentary, though, you'll see the butterfly. house decor. It's. it's Oh, abysmal criminal that alone should be qualifying <laughs> to come up on charges so yeah it's not that they're they totally are fleeing in crimes because... to design <laughs> uh i can't even think of that like they're from ross no that's doing ross a disservice maybe they're... maybe not even home goods no home goods is maybe like tj maxx Okay, vacation Bible school craft projects. That's where we're at. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) Like a lot of visible hot glue. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So they move to Upper Peninsula. Kelly gets a job at a factory, a factory that manufactures uh, naval ship parts. Mm -hmm. At this factory, she meets this guy named Christopher Reagan. He's an Air Force vet. He's from Detroit, and uh, they get along. They get along really well. He seems like kind of a, just like a nice guy. He's described like by his ex-girlfriend. Who's clearly still like madly in love with him. So in love with him. Yeah. It's sad. Like they were, they were, uh, Christopher Regan and his ex-girlfriend were high school sweethearts. They were like the Ross and Rachel of, of Traverse City. Ugh, weren't they just... I'm going to Traverse City next month anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm, now I'm very nervous about it. And <laughs> then they reconnected on Facebook, and she's ugh, she really speaks of him lovingly. And like, yeah, she, she seems really sweet. 
with such adoration and she's like oh he's just so fun and he loves going on these fun adventures and he loves sailing like all of his hobbies adores him he seems she's like when he when he looks at you it's like you're the only person in the world his eyes just make you want to melt anyway i'm "I'm not seeing that in that photo but that's beautiful lady i know not at all i'm glad you feel that way (laughs) that's not coming through for me but (laughs) (laughs) then he hooks up with kelly you know methy cochran (laughs) yeah but apparently there's rumor like at first they're just like fast friends or whatever and and there's rumors that i feel like they started hooking up just because people were saying that they were hooking up and they're like why the fuck not that's interesting he's 20 years older than her yeah i just figured she's like hey do you want this booty and some drugs and like that's hard (laughs) to say no to (laughs) (laughs) so they have a whatever fast relationship in the eyes of the lord you know yeah. Uh, <laughs> they hook up. And then about a year later, Chris decides to move to Asheville because he got a job there. The morning that he left, apparently he was supposed to have dinner. Or they called it supper. Is supper dinner in the Midwest? I don't know. Or is it yeah. like an early yeah. dinner? Uh they were supposed to have supper together That's and he dinner. didn't show up. So she thought that that was odd. Kelly did, or that nice lady. His uh, his ex-girlfriend, Terry O'Donnell. He didn't show up to supper. Right. And it's like the week, was it the day of, no. He wasn't moving the next day, was he? Yeah. Okay. Because mm-hmm. his house, she gets, she gets worried. She contacts. Because she didn't hear from him for like more than a week, which was really unusual. Yeah. Uh, because even though they, they broke up and got back together many times, they were always still really close friends. They would always text and talk and, and hang out still. So she gets appropriately terrified. Mm-hmm. And more and more as the days go by, she contacts, she tries to contact his family and then goes to the police. Right. And by the time she goes to the police, she's like in hysterics. She's full hysterics. Um, and she gets, it's noted by the detective. Cindy Barrett. And then there's another one. There's two. Cindy Barrett and. Laura Frizzo. Frizzo. That's who it is. So wait, Frizzo was in. Wait, let me see. No, Cindy Barrett and Frizzo were both in um, Michigan. Right. And then when it expands out to Indiana, that's when Frizzo meets her future husband. Anyway. But Frizzo and Cindy Barrett are both in Michigan. And that's who notices. You're, you're totally right. Cindy Barrett is the one that notices, like, she says it was remarkable when she goes this to the feeling police. This is feeling very mayor, mayor of uh, fucking uh, East. Uh, what's that show? I don't know. You never, uh, you know the, the show that uh, Kate Winslet just won a, an award for? Mayor of East? What the East fuck is Wick? it? No. That's you know what I, you know what I'm talking about, right? Mayor of East Town. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Oh, it's pretty good. Uh, it's it. a Kay, Kay Winslet plays it like a small town uh, detective. Cute. You very rarely see like two women partnered up on a case like this, right? And it, yeah, they don't have a great go of it. Like they're they're messed with. Ugh, um, well, <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> 
This is the podcast where you just come out as a misogynist. <laughs> Fucking chicks, man. That's what happens when you let what chicks a, solve crime. What a fucking twist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't wait to read these reviews. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So backtracking. Um, sweet, sweet Terry, right? Uh-huh. Goes to the police. Total hysterics. Cindy Barrett notes. She's like... She, you know, this woman was is telling the truth. <laughs> Something is wrong, wrong. Mm-hmm. This man is missing. So she takes the case and starts to interview her. And they go. And the first thing they do is go to his apartment. He's in the midst of moving. Like, he's got to-do lists. Like, the things are in boxes, but it's not, like, totally ready to go. Like, so it's kind of chaotic. But, like, his office is perfectly organized. It looks like he just walked out the door to go pick up packing tape or something. You know what I mean? Like it looks like he just left to right. go run errands, but in no way does it look like, Oh, like he's already moved. No, mm-hmm. all of his stuff is still there. He's in the midst of it and he's just missing. And they go through, first of all, this is going to come up a couple of times. I don't know what it is about like the Midwest and all detectives, basically, in every single true crime thing I've ever witnessed in my entire life. But they're so remarkably bad at their job. Because the first thing oh, they yeah. start doing... It's like Fargo. Is... <laughs> yes, exactly. The first thing they do is touch as much shit as possible. <laughs> it's yeah. almost comical. Because so, so the next part of the documentary, at least, and, and the way they tell the story is a lot more cohesive because they have all of Frizzo's um, body cam footage. And no one picks anything up with pencils She's like a, they're supposed no. to. Like even this, I always felt was like a, sh- a shitty little like uh, lazy way to do it on like crime TV shows, like uh-huh. fiction ones where they take the glove out of their pocket. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then with like the pencil. So it's like wrapped around the whatever. No, the they touch everything <laughs> they start moving shit like they're just running their hands along the walls for no literally reason. uh poor terry she's just in hysterics but she's just picking up random stuff <laughs> and like what what are you doing like this is the part that i get mad <laughs> because nobody does a good job at their job you have a job it's uh, <laughs> your job you're literally investigating and they're like yeah let me just get a feel for it but with my hands with my dirty dirty stupid fingerprint hands <laughs> now they they did notice that his phone was missing and his right. uh his car was gone but they later found his car not very far away yeah they find it in this park and ride which is just like a little place you put your car i mean we know what park and ride is but apparently it causes some confusion for these michiganders for these youpers <laughs> it's like you park there and then you ride share together but it's also butted up against, it's like a little bit out of the way, and it's kind of a popular spot to fuck in your car. It's car fuck spot. Um, <laughs> a lot of people hook up there. His car's there. And, and there's Terry- a sticky note inside. Oh, what does the sticky note say? It's so on the nose. It, the sticky note is directions to, to the park and ride. A home <gasps> in Old Caspian, Michigan, which happens to be. Uh, the current home of Kelly and Jason. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so clearly, right, they picked him up, or, or she must have picked him up at the, at his car. Yeah. But why not? Oh, hey, why don't you grab that sticky note? Since 
it's since I'm my, planning to kill you. It's got directions to my literal house on it. <laughs> <laughs> it says going to fuck, and then there's a check mark. <laughs> it's got a time and date stamp, and my fingerprint's all over the place. Um, <laughs> it's suspicious because also his knee brace is in the car. Every boy in this story is injured in some way. Um, <laughs> Christopher has a really bad knee, and he ne- he doesn't take the knee brace off. Except a fuck, you know what I mean? <laughs> and his knee brace is in the car still. And that's the other thing. Like at this point, okay, not only was the touching of everything in the home just alarming, but they get to the car and Terry goes nuts. Like uh-huh. <laughs> Terry's crawling into the car. Oh, any crying hope, on everything. And yes, any hope for evidence is completely <laughs> shot. She's just handling things to handle them. It drives me insane. It, up a wall (laughs) windows smeared with her face you know what i mean like she's who's letting her also at this point she's just a lady (laughs) and maybe a suspect but they Uh bring her with them everywhere and they're just like yeah go now like hey there's a yeah there's some shit you haven't cried on you want to you want to hit that corner over there too what are you doing Cindy's no better, but bless her heart. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, the car is now completely ruined for evidence. We have no clues. And then the next thing that they do is realize we have no leads and we have no clues. I wonder why. (laughs) Uh, Well, they they did, though. They did go to interview Kelly and Jason. Okay. Yeah. When they got there, Jason was just being a big weirdo super quiet and stoic here's the thing though they also interviewed so many people and i know that because uh-huh. they detail it in this goddamn documentary right they interview all of his co-workers uh-huh who told them about the uh kelly and affair exactly mm. then they don't even go right to kelly's they go interview his neighbor. They interview this guy that he lives across the hall. They worked on a drywall thing together. Why do I know so much? Because they spent 15 minutes telling me about the interview that went nowhere. So, <laughs> like, even when they literally had a sticky note with directions to the fuck palace, they're still like, nah, let's go interview all these other guys first. <laughs> anyway, they finally get to, Ke- they go to Kelly and Jason's. Jason's the weirdest. And Kelly's super friendly. Yeah, he's as the weirdest. He's being the weirdest, <laughs> which I feel like he was just like that all the time. That's yeah. I think he's just a strange man. He seems like very lucky to have gotten married, even to a psychopath. I think she weaponized that regularly against him. That you yeah. should be so lucky. You should be so lucky because uh-huh. his self worth and his um, confidence is shot. Yeah, because Kelly was telling everyone that it wasn't. Or she wasn't cheating. They were in an open relationship. But then when they asked Jason, like, so we hear you're in an open relationship, he was kind of like, uh, uh, yeah, I get, I guess, sure, uh-huh. That's what she says. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't agreed upon. And there's so many, they describe it in like three or four different ways throughout their interviews. Right. Like, oh, it's an agreement, it's an agreement, and then it's like not an agreement, it's that, well, you know. And he he brings up his injury in a way of like true humiliation, so... The cops interview them, and I think at that point she admits to having, yeah, to knowing him and to, like, hanging out with him or whatever. It's nothing super notable comes out in that interview, if I remember correctly. Well, in 2015, they, uh, this, 
investigation drags on for so I'm long. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. They it took a year after he disappeared, or let October to March, uh, five months after this man disappeared. That's how long it took for them to finally search the house. I'm so- yeah, yeah, and when that's. Then it starts to get interesting, and then a lot more time passes, and then it gets interesting again. But when they get the warrant to get to the house, finally. So they do the interview. Right. They, have, they find they a book. Mm-hmm. They find a book that Jason wrote, a rough draft, of a book where That's right. he talks about killing people. It is absolutely O.J. Simpson's If I Did It. Yes. <laughs> But it's also handwritten, which horrifying. Um, I believe. At right, least who the, had to like, read that? Can the you pictures? imagine? And they read it, and it like very clearly details a relationship where they kill the people they cheat with. Right. And it's you know, really one of the characters happens know. to be named Chris, but uh, total coincidence. <laughs> it's, and it's not enough. They also find blood splatter on the ceiling. Oh, they some, missed us. They missed a spot. Yeah. Kelly, apparently in college, studied forensics and psychology. You know, like psychopaths do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she was, she's no, been preparing I, for this for ages. That's what I'm saying. It's not suspicious to be in those fields. It's like triple suspicious that she, that it, you know what I mean, that she was studying it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this butterfly, butterfly yeah. effect. <laughs> and her first butterfly tattoo probably corresponded with her first victim. So they find some evidence but it's not enough to bring them in on uh-huh they don't bring them in they're just i don't like, understand well, how blood on your ceiling is not enough I... to right i mean i've in i am pretty accident prone and i've injured myself in like crazy ways never oh, got sure. blood on the ceiling not even one time <laughs> not even one time like uh okay and then they also find an arsenal of weapons which i can only describe as impressive for a cosplayer but like terrifying for just like these fools, you know what like, I mean? Like axes and saws and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, and like some homemade stuff. <laughs> homemade. <laughs> it looks homemade, and some guns. And like homemade and weapons are like, weird, even for Michigan. For every yeah, for everybody they're weird, right? We can agree on that across <laughs> the board. Weird, weird, weird. Um, but but none of this is enough to bring them in. They said it's not sufficient evidence, so they're just like, "Well, now you know that we're investigating you. See you later." And they leave. <laughs> okay, so the missing person, job. the the blood on the ceiling, the the strange arsenal, uh, the diary the about doing it, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> they're like nope. the murder log. <laughs> none of those are. Enough to, what would they need to bring? Would they need a video of them actually doing it? Like posted to Facebook? Yeah. Ugh. So after, yeah, go ahead. After they're cleared, or quote unquote cleared, they disappear in the middle of the night. And it turns out they moved to Indiana. But they didn't just move to Indiana. They walked out their front door and just never returned. <gasps> That's it. This is so wild. They so left behind their, their furniture, yeah. their, their food, their <laughs> clothes, 
Chris left his pot plants, or Jason left his pot plants? Yeah. Um, They go across the street to their, like, friend's grandma's house while their house is being searched, because you can't be inside when they're doing that. And then they just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> just, well, that's it. How damning. <laughs> Act, you know what I mean? Like, that's such damning behavior. Yeah. They figured, well, we're definitely caught. Also, at this point, they don't, what is it called? Collect any DNA. Insane. Yeah. Off any instruments, weapons, nothing. They're just what like, well, are these well, cops guess, getting paid for? I'm so. Okay, but tell me it's different because it's not. Tell me, though. Try to tell me it's different for any other true crime investigation that you've ever seen. Because I, I'll tell you, it's like this. Well, he said he wasn't there, and we believed him. And so, <laughs> anyway, three years later, we got an anonymous tip. And <laughs> like, you dumb dummies. Detectives Nobody... are only smart on mm. Dick Wolf TV shows. Absolutely. Criminal Minds. <laughs> And CSI. Um, because detectives are just cops. They're just fucking cops. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they are. And, like, I actually grew to really like Detective Frizzo, like the lieutenant. Oh, she's, like, the captain. Right. She's the, yeah. She's she the best they've got, and she's fucking She is sucks. the boss. Yeah, the cop boss. And she does suck. Um but at least, like, her, to me, her redeeming qualities is that she really did seem to care about solving the case. And she stuck with it over the years until, right. it, you know, until its completion. She ended up getting fired. She was harassed really regularly by the city manager, this guy that had basically been run off by his last uh, job on sexual harassment charges. He's a classic woman hater. So, like, police chief Frizzo was doing a good job for a cop. Right. If we're going to make that allowance, right? Uh, that's all I have to say that's good about her. <laughs> now, almost a year later, so they left to Indiana, just up and left in March of 2015. Mm -hmm. February 2016, Kelly calls 911, says my husband isn't breathing, when EMTs get there, she's apparently super disruptive <laughs> and, yes, and they, hysterical they to the point where she's making it difficult for them to try to revive him. Interesting. She's literally waving her arms and like running around like a chicken with a head cut <laughs> off. And they physically can't get to Jason as he's laying there blue as the sky. You know what I mean? Clearly hadn't been breathing for a long time. Yeah. And she's still trying to make sure that they can't get to him to save him. Mm -hmm. They find out, she says that he died of a heroin overdose. They later find out that he had been uh, smothered and strangled well, to death and that's on the top thing. of that. As, as soon as they, the autopsy comes back, they said this wasn't a hair. there was heroin in the system, it's on the report, it says very clearly, they ruled a, well, it's ruled a homicide later, but it says very clearly, this was strangulation. Right. Like, there's things that happen to your, like, blood vessels and stuff when you're, you know, like, restricted from breathing and try to breathe so hard, you, like, pop all the blood vessels, like, in your eyes, and in, and his nasal cavity was completely um, collapsed from being smothered. Mm-hmm. 
And so they're like, yeah. So like at least that part was a little bit lickety split. They were like, okay, it's a homicide. Right. And now that's February 2016. Now, <laughs> two months later, uh, apparently they're interviewing Kelly over and over again, trying to get her to say that she killed him. Right. Uh, she won't. Right. In right. April, she texts the cops and is like, oh, uh, by the way, I'm on the run. Yeah. <laughs> She it's sends a, a text they message at all. <laughs> <laughs> it is truly a miracle that Kelly is sitting in prison. <laughs> she might as well as have just gotten away with it because she could have. Yeah, if she hadn't sent that text message, I know they would have been like, "We don't know what happened to her," but if she was on the run, she would have told us. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's the agreement, right? <laughs> She's like, "By the way, I'm on the run." Bye. Um. <laughs> So they finally <laughs> issued a warrant for her arrest yes. because she texted them just to say, oh, by the way, you should definitely. I'm out of state. I'm a suspect. And I'm naughty running. me. Naughty, <laughs> naughty. Um, you and know what they did? Still, they kept again, texting her. They're, yeah. They're like, maybe she'll text us again so we can know exactly where she's at. And she did, finally. Girl, where are you at? And then she said it. <laughs> <sighs> so they used GPS to, to track her. They found her in Kentucky. That's right. Um, at her cousin's again, house. Months after. More her than, husband. Yeah, and like two years after the initial murder. Yeah. They bring her in. At this point, she's not even a suspect for... Christopher Regan. Right. And she tells them where to find his body. Yeah. They were, they were looking for her for the death of her husband. They completely like, mm, forgotten about Chris. Not yeah, until Frizzo gets reactivated. Or wait, did we miss a part? Well, once she was arrested in Kentucky, yeah, she told them about the murder pact that she made with Jason. Okay, and uh, admitted to being there when Jason killed Chris. She she admitted. That's it. They lured Chris to the house under the pretense of her having sex with him. And then Jason barged quote, unquote, in, quote, unquote, caught them. Caught them. Yeah. yeah. Shot Chris in the head with a shotgun. And then together, they dismembered Chris and took his uh, his remains to the forest or to various places in Michigan to dispose of them. Yeah, they bagged up his body parts. And threw them in the woods. And the, and this is, like, that part of Michigan is so spread out, so untouched. And in the winter, it's completely impassable. Like, it's pretty far out. Hard to find. But still, she tells them this. And you know what her neighbor it. said? Hmm. Her oh, neighbor later told let's cops. Talk about the neighbors. Hey, so <laughs> um, I, that night. Heard a bunch of, um, I remember hearing a bunch of sawing Power tools going on. From one to three in the morning. And oh, I asked I Jason about shot. it. First I heard a gunshot. <laughs> didn't think, didn't I, think anything of it. Then I heard a bunch of power tools in the garage. Kind of suspicious. At this point, by the way, watching the documentary, I'm yelling. My roommates are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah. the neighbor asks Jason, like, hey, what's what was going on with all that sawing? And Jason says, oh, you know, we just couldn't sleep, so I decided to do some work on a staircase. Uh, bruh. <laughs> um, okay, so, like, it makes a little bit of meth sense <laughs> to just be up uh, working on stuff. But, but no like, one ever saw lumber coming in or out never. of the house. But they did see some trash bags leave. And nobody said anything to anybody. It was just like, well, nobody asked me. Was literally the reason they, they gave for not coming forward with the, with the information. Well, nobody asked. Okay. Oh my but they God. knew the whole story. They knew that Chris was missing. Yeah. They knew they heard a gunshot. They knew, and they were like, well, nobody, nobody's gonna ask me. I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna tell anybody. <laughs> All right, I guess so. So um, Kelly says, uh, Kelly tells detectives where they can find. Chris, which really ends up only being part of Chris, uh, they they find his skull with a bullet hole in it, and they're able to match the uh, dental records to Chris's records, so they're able to identify that is actually him. Wait, I thought they didn't find the skull till way later. No? I thought they found the torso. No, they never. They never found anything other than the skull. Okay, then I got my I mixed up because they come back later when they're filming the documentary and they find the bottom of his skull. They find his jawbone. Yeah, they found they found the skull with part of part of the jaw was missing. Yes, uh, they found it. So the part that was missing, there's a bit and it's like a big ass piece. Mm -hmm. It looks like the whole bottom of his jaw. Right. But it's like in some leaves. So when they're filming that documentary, they find it in the woods as they're recreating looking for the skull uh do you understand like, oh my god they're like doing a scene and being like okay now you know the actor that's like playing kelly or whatever those poor like actors go, those right? poor non-union actors and then it's getting paid 80 dollars to be I traumatized know, <laughs> and then it's literally frizzo is is there uh-huh on her body cam yeah, well, no, like on camera doing okay. interviews. Okay. But she was the one. Frizzo was the one that finds the skull the first time, and she was like, "It's such a, it was such a closure moment." You know what I mean? After all the safe searching, right? And she's been on it since day one, and blah blah blah. So she has this like big revelation when she finds the skull. It's like, okay, great. It's just finally good to like put this man to rest, you know, and be able to tell definitively his loved ones what happened to him. Mm -hmm. They go back months, months, months later. To film this documentary, stumble across his jawbone in the woods. Frizzo loses it. She just like snaps and she's like weeping and crying. She's like, I don't know why it's so much more emotional now to find his jawbone. She's like, it just wasn't, I wasn't expecting to find any more of him. And then, oh my God, here it is as we're like recreating this scene where I was, you know, already kind of feeling like at peace with it. Right. And then it's like, and now, and here's another piece. So it, it's like a, it's like a big moment. And also what a wild thing to be filming a documentary about a crime and then being like, oh, there's part of the crime. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> Just, oh. ta-da. <laughs> I also, yeah. But also, they, how shitty of a job did they, I'm think saying. They did? That <laughs> they're so they're like, well, she job. said it was right here. So we're not going to look for anything else in this spot. They we found like the thing. A dog. And I don't even think that dog was trained. I think they just sent a dog. I think it was just some lady's dog. <laughs> They're like, I don't know. He'll probably find it, right? And the dog's yeah, like, That's Treat. what they do, right? 
He's chasing uh, squirrels, and they're like, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Didn't find anything. All right, let's pack it up. <laughs> I've seen this on TV uh, before. You just got You send a dog out there, and the dog helps. That's uh, anyone got Which a dog? dog? No, 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 no. Any dog. <laughs> I wanted that. Tell me I'm wrong, and in the next one true crime thing you see, it'll be just like a pug in the woods. And you're like, I freaking knew it. You guys aren't even trying to solve crime. A pug in the woods, <laughs> just wheezing. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Kelly gives them instructions. Like you know, she's want to do. She leaves post its. She texts. <laughs> The cops. <laughs> She's trying to get caught and they can't get it together <laughs> for so long. I I didn't think they found the skull until after she'd already been in prison. Mm. Um, yeah, that's where my timeline got messed up. Sorry. They they found uh, you know she she tried to she didn't try very hard like to throw them off the tr- off the trail. She had like tried Not to hide all. guns and say that they were stolen and. So she was charged with larceny for trying to steal her own guns. Yeah, the way they described that's amazing. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) the way they describe where the body is is directly behind her house. Oh my god! In her her backyard, woods behind her house. That's hilarious. (laughs) That's how where the direction started from my house. Just go to the woods. Uh (laughs) They're like, oh, we didn't think to look there. This article says, um. Hold on. It says when they searched his car, they found leaves. They found a lot of leaves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this quote says, uh, we found a lot of fibers, a lot of hair, and we found a stocking cap. And there was a discussion about some leaves being seen trapped in the trunk lid. In other words, the trunk lid was closed on leaves, and I had heard that and said, Boy, that's important because we can find out what kind of leaves those are, what kind of trees those are, and then we might know where, potentially, the body was disposed of because it's unusual to have leaves trapped in the trunk as there were no leaves outside Chris's apartment. Uh, but I, I guess uh, what then, happened with that? And then we that? did nothing at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we took all those fibers and all the potential evidence covered in tears and fingerprints from a lady we know named Terry, uh, (laughs) and we did fuck all with it. We didn't do a goddamn thing is what we did. The Caspian Mine Pit is where they found a burn barrel, apparently, with a cement block and a laundry cable, and uh, apparently they had a burn pit in their backyard. The burn barrel was missing, but there was also a burn barrel in this pit. Yeah, and you want to know what else they found in that fire pit? Mm. All the hardware for jeans, like a pair of pants. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, and one other thing, I forgot. But yeah, they, they found like pants. You know how you burn pants? Yeah, <laughs> you know how you do, yeah. And they're like, well, that's just... You get rid of... Sometimes you're, you know, you, you don't want to throw away a pair of jeans. You want to honor that pair of jeans. <laughs> burn know, them in a burn fire. Yeah. Just a, a controlled burn of denim. It's, <laughs> it's, how, it's the proper way to dispose of a pair of jeans. Right? And they did with that evidence what I imagine they did with all the evidence in this case <laughs> is throw it into that terror horror nightmare pit that they found in the woods. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, 
uh, the Caspian Pit, which yeah, so- sounds like it's in fucking Homer's Odyssey. Absolutely, it does. I think it time traveled to this portal. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's they do flyover footage of it, and it's the scariest thing you've ever seen. It's because it's surrounded by pristine, beautiful trees, forest, right? All color changing in the fall, and that it is simply the absence of light. It really? is an absolute pitch black void. And like in mining towns or anywhere that there's mining, sometimes these pits open up and there's literally no telling how deep they are. And so it's like the local folklore is always surrounded. It is like, you know, whatever you put in can never come back because it's like it literally goes to hell. Like they're so dangerous. It's so murky. It's honestly incredible that they found anything in it. Mm hmm. But what they do find seems important. <laughs> right. <laughs> to put this case together. Yeah. So, uh, well, in the interview, uh, the, the when the detective was asking, when Kelly actually admitted to it, she mm-hmm. said, uh, tell me what happened after Jason had shot him. And Kelly said, downsized him. The detective said, what? <gasps> Kelly what? said, downsized him. The detective said, downsized him. How did he downsize him? Kelly said, do you need to know all of it? He said, I do. I need to know it all. How did he cut him into pieces? Kelly said, with a chisel. A wood chisel. And then uh, she changed her story and said it was an electric handsaw. So who knows? Uh, (laughs) I mean, a lot of things were used. Yeah. Now, so she finally admits to killing... uh, She admits to killing her husband, and then later uh, also admits to killing Jason and helping dispose of him and whatnot. Also, just this is the final piece of the evidence cake that everyone's touched and no one has processed a thing. <laughs> uh-huh. They go back to their house. To, you know, um, I think it's in the midst of going through the burn pile. Right. Or the, the yeah, the burn pit. Um, and they go and they, they find this pair of like, not tweezers, but like, there's gotta be, there's a better word for it. It's like the things that surgeons use. How, Forceps? Kind, yes, but like little ones. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they find, so and they're going through the house, they find these forceps and they go, oh, it looks like there's blood on there. They finally process one piece of evidence. Uh-huh. And guess what it is? Christopher's GD blood on these forceps. They asked Kelly about it and Kelly said, "Oh yeah, Jason made me use those to get his eyeball out." Oh, no. But there was stuff. Okay, now let's just backtrack for a moment and fondly remember when they did when they had a warrant to go search their house. Oh my god. They literally what? had all the evidence they needed from day 1 and just got I want to be a detective. Because <laughs> you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do shit. <laughs> uh, what are your hobbies? Touching stuff I'm not supposed to? Get in here. Get in here. <laughs> oh, what else? my God. Um, not looking for things that might help me aid in an investigation at all? You're in charge. You know what? <laughs> You're a captain now. Yeah. And it's this, like, small footnote on this case, but, like, God damn it. <laughs> You could have, whoa, you could have got her so early. They end up putting her in jail. Yes, finally. She goes to trial. 
Now, while she's in jail, like um, in in the middle or like waiting for trial, apparently she, she spent the entire time turning her eyeglasses into shanks. Yeah, she fucking did. <laughs> yes, she did. And it's so funny because like you're not supposed to have metal glasses in prison, right? Right. But you can have plastic ones. You know, the perfect material for <laughs> shanks. Awesome. Let's never look up look into that again. You know what I mean? That's probably fine. Anyway. <laughs> Now, some people say she might be a serial killer, but other people think she is just a, a psychopath who likes the attention and is mm-hmm. just making up all of these other... Because she started saying, oh, I killed so many people. I've, I've yeah. killed like 20 people. In and- prison, she really starts to gain this reputation, right? You're right. And like talking to all these people and start saying, yeah, oh yeah, I killed all these guys. But then some of the stuff kind of adds up. So it kind of might be a combination of both. Right. She may have killed before. I do believe in my heart of hearts that she's ki- that she killed heck of more people than right. Chris and Jason. Well, I her br- her own brother yeah. said, Say I think that. she's killed at least 10 people. For real. Why? Why do you know? How? It, where are you coming to this assumption from? Brother? I, yeah. I, I think it's one of those things that him looking back... And being like, yeah, a lot of stuff was really suspicious. Oh yeah, she had she of, had like, tons of boyfriends just that uh, disappeared. Go away. Hello? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. And again, why didn't you come forward? Nobody asked me. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? That All you had to idiotic. do was ask. Doesn't it sound idiotic? But tell me that you would go volunteer <laughs> voluntarily to the cops to turn in your psychopath because you know the fuck I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see anything. <laughs> She's making people disappear and no one gets caught for it ever. Nobody. Like. Nobody. Yeah. So then I think that her brother kind of like corroborates, I think feels like too strong of a word, but also mentioned something about her tattoos. And she's she'd been telling people in, in prison about these tattoos and that she gets one for every boyfriend that she kills that, because this is the deal with her and her Sheesh. husband. Sheesh. Now, how come her lame-ass fucking Jason never got any tattoos? He's a cuck. <laughs> he doesn't get to make any choices. He's fully simped. But the opposite of he's a cuck because simp is like when you financially, right? Right, but he didn't have any money. Yeah. That's just a cuck. He's got no choices. What was the point of even being married to him? Uh, An alibi? To, to, exactly. And to she tried to put the murder on him. Oh, true. Yeah. She'd had to kill him to be like, he's the one that killed Christopher. I didn't do any of it. Mm-hmm. Also, and there's uh, there's always one more goddamn thing they did wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> they take Kelly out of jail two times. Right. To aid in their investigation to close up you know, these loose ends. Because she keeps sending them on wild goose chases. Yes. So they take her out of prison. They say, okay, come back to the house with us and tell us, uh, tell us what happened. Walk us through it. And they, she literally walks them through an impossible, a physically impossible scenario wherein her and Chris are knowing each other biblically in the, <laughs> in, like in, in the doorway of their home. Right. And it's, it's a house where you walk in, to the left is stairs down, and to the right is stairs up to the kitchen. The stairs down go to the basement. Jason is supposedly in the basement. He comes out after they've, they've, they're finished. They're done having sex. Right. 
and they start walking up to the kitchen. Kelly says she's behind him. She's behind Chris, and then Jason's behind her, and Jason manages to fire a shotgun up a flight and a half of stairs. A shotgun around the person in front. Yes. (laughs) Around the person in front of him to hit the person in front of them because he is... uh, He's a sharpshooter and a, a metal bender. He's right, absolutely an alchemist. He's a fucking wizard. Like, <laughs> yes, and Kelly has the audacity to to look at a, another grown human being in the face and say, "Oh, I didn't even realize he was dead at that point. I didn't even realize he'd been shot." <laughs> Bitch, you just make it like she's playing with them in a way that I find now very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> but watching it through, I'm, I'm like, I'm standing up like my like. Like an old man yelling at the weather. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm standing up in the middle of the living room with my hands on my hips. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> She's just doing bad improv. Exactly. She's like, no, the bullet went around me. <laughs> and then they take her out to the woods. Uh, Frizzo takes her out to the woods and is like, show us where all these body parts are. Right. And she's like, well, there's one over there. And she's like, there's some there. in Indiana. I don't know, Michigan, yeah, Tennessee, literally... Minnesota. She's just like naming the only states she can remember. <laughs> she can remember, right. <laughs> <laughs> but she literally points to where some stuff is. To where body parts are, and they find one. She goes, "Well, there's one right over there," and she's like smoking a cigarette on the side of the road. She's a convicted fucking murderer. Anyway, how impressive is it there. though that when people can remember where in the woods shit is? Yeah, woods just looks all the same to me. If you're in them enough, there's like you know you kind of get a lay of the land or whatever. And I don't know, maybe it does stick out to her that time that she murdered one of her boyfriends and then bagged him <laughs> up and put him in the book. I don't know, maybe you'd remember something like that. But she goes, well, there's one. She goes, there's a torso over there. That's what it was. That's where I got mixed up. Okay. She directs them. And they go. She goes, well, the torso over there. You know, like the middle part. And they go, okay, so we should be looking for like a spine and ribs. And she's like, yeah, I don't know, sure. And they walk. <laughs> they go over right to it. And there's a bag buried, and you know, critters have gotten to it. It's all been eaten up and shredded. Um, but it was exactly where they said. But like, how much hand holding do they have to do? Right. <laughs> to get to, they did it. They did find some evidence of it. But you're right. There was never like a torso found. It got it got all eaten up or destroyed or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they did find those bags. They found I think two bags. Yeesh. Now she no. was sentenced to life in prison for. Uh, Chris Reagan's murder. Okay. She got an additional 65 years in prison for murdering Jason, but she accepted a deal for pleading guilty Mm -hmm. to murdering Jason. She couldn't be charged for any additional murders (gasps) that it's found she's committed in Indiana. I knew there was a clincher. I knew there was a clincher. Yeah. Because this bitch murdered so many dudes. Right. <laughs> In Indiana, she's like, well, as long as you don't put me on the hook for those. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I <laughs> How many I'll life sentences t- could she possibly get, though? <laughs> I like. guess I'll do time for the two people I definitely murdered and told you I murdered. <laughs> uh, if I have to. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. Absolutely. 
completely out of control. She just had an appeal. It, she she was had denied. the nerve to appeal and try I to get know. parole. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine being the lawyer on that case? Like, <laughs> okay. No, sure. You know what I need? Just a practice round. I do. I do. Just need. Just collecting right? a check. It's it's a yeah. it's a living, I guess. <laughs> You got to do the reps, right? You just okay. On yeah, top of that, the, she's all she also got time for the uh, the mutilation. She got time for mm. concealing a dead body. She got five years for larceny. Five? Yeah, five additional years okay. for larceny. I thought it was like two or something. Five additional years for accessory after the fact to a felony, and lying to the police officer four years additional for lying to a cop which that is that's insane that you can uh, also why do they call them peace officers i hate that that's not a but that's no. like jumbo shrimp right it's, it's, uh. an oxy, it's an oxymoron is that only on legal teams because otherwise they, it seems like they don't use that term anyway i don't know right um, they should it shouldn't be allowed <laughs> All. You should have to prove you're peaceful. To, really? to, it should be like a merit badge, the peace officer yeah. badge. <laughs> they should wear sash. You haven't killed no, anyone just... or beaten anyone uh, within an inch of their life uh, your entire sticker. career. So here's your peace officer badge. I would say wear it on a sash, but they would just use it to cover their body cams. So. <laughs> like a little brownie sash. They'd use it to choke someone out with. <laughs> Yeah, let's not arm them better. <laughs> uh, fuck cops. Uh, fuck every detective. <laughs> I don't know. So to uh, this day, Kelly Marie Cochran is uh, still in prison. Um, probably making a new pair of eyeglass shanks a week. For sure. But, I mean, also... She's 5'10", 165, apparently. Mm-hmm. That is a big, sturdy lady. Does yeah. She really need, does she really need a shank? I mean... I feel like she's running shit on her block. Yeah, I bet she... I, I absolutely believe that, which is annoying. She's I, terrifying. Yeah. Those eyebrows. She's, ter- she's also terrifying. Also, to me, and this might be uh, just an Arlo thing, I have a little bit... Of like, she's a Gemini, by the way. Throw oh yeah, there. I meant to say that at the top. We're uh, she's born in June of eighty two. We're the same age. That's fun. Does she um, have the same birthday as you, June fifth? No, 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 no. I'm a Virgo. Okay. I'm way more <laughs> likely to actually be a serial killer. <laughs> like you know how many Virgos are anyway. <sighs> I know as, as late as twenty twenty, her appeal was denied. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's just kicking it. She's kicking it. With her 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 ten to twenty five thousand dollar net worth, I love you just reading the facts off of my life. I, I love how they list her religion as Christian. Like, is she, is she though? That is, still counts. Is she? As long as you say it, it's true. <laughs> uh, no well, kids, no kids. Thank God. She, I think she at one like she had a good run of it. She made she she had a good run. <laughs> she maybe killed 10 people. You know what I think? Uh, because they're saying uh, Eileen Wernos is the, they say worst, but isn't it best uh, female serial killer <laughs> as far as how many people she got away with killing? I think yeah. that Kelly was 
trying to bump her numbers just so she could have the title. Absolutely. I don't, I wouldn't put it past her. Absolutely. And it's weird that there's not more attention to this. It's like, it's a really recent, relatively. She doesn't even have a Wikipedia can, page. Can, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's not a, really a lot of attention being given to this, but, and God knows there's no investigation into those missing <laughs> men in Indiana. Oh, also just to point out for the last time, I swear to God, the last time, Chris went missing in 2013, correct? Right. Yeah. She weren't arrested until 2017. Yeah. And she tried her hardest to get caught. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <That's... laughs> oh, we could go do so many murders. Anyway. That poor um... man. <laughs> poor Can't guy. It. it was just, why, why, why did he choose her? Sheesh. What was she? She was doing everything. That's what she was doing. Absolutely. Mental games. She was like pegging him with his knee brace. Pussy game out of this world. (laughs) (laughs) But it's that mental thing. It's it's her ability to control and manipulate. And like it said throughout um, the documentary, at least, and in interviews with people with her, it's like, oh, she's like really, really charming. It's like, how easily tricked are you, dumbass? (laughs) Well, she's just fun to talk to. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That's all it takes to get away with murder. You just got to be fun. Yeah. Just be a little charming. (laughs) Ah, so she's still That's in jail. I don't know. She's she's probably gonna keep trying to get out. Yeah, keep an eye. Now that you know the truth, dear listeners, <laughs> keep your eye on Kelly Cochran. Yeah, watch, watch out for the Holka boy and family. I don't trust any of them. That's the story of Kelly Marie Cochran. Good old take charge, Kelly. Ah, <laughs> uh, Arlo, what do you have going on that you might want people to know about? I will be in the um exact location of these murders <laughs> <laughs> not why i picked it but maybe wow, you could do a tour you a... can do some tiktoks at the at the right uh, i'm gonna be the there scene. for an extra extra day i might go and check some stuff out <laughs> um i'll be up in traverse city michigan october 15th for a pride event you know because we had to bump pride uh-huh back with um brooklyn and Kristen. wait in really michigan fun. yeah they're doing a pride in october yeah None of this sounds It's like a snow pride. What's I can't wait till you tell my story on your podcast about how I got (laughs) murdered, you know, when I went to the murder city. Um (laughs) 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 No, it's gonna be really fun. Uh it's gonna be a fun show. And if you can't attend, um send someone that you love and trust. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Please. Yeah, go in pairs. Just don't go alone. Yeah, I'll I'll send updates from from the road. And where do you do you want people to find you on uh, on social? At Arlo CW um, across platforms, and by platforms I just mean Instagram and Twitter. Okay. And that's all the things. Great, awesome. Well, thank you for coming on and uh, and talking about this crazy lady. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. That was it. That was episode seventy. Did you have fun? Did you enjoy that chit-chat? I did. I had a lot of fun. If you want to support the show with your dollars, head over to patreon.com slash kaichoice. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash k-a-i-c-h-o-y-c-e. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next time.